Welcome to Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob. This is episode 27 of our series, Death Readers, where we are reading uh, through the Harry Potter book series. We are in the Goblet of Fire right now. Right. So if you haven't listened to all our other episodes, what are you waiting for? Get on it. Download them. Join the conversation. That's a that's a social media buzzword, right? I just realized, during the, all of our intros, I've got two words. I'm usually the one who fucks it up. <laughs> that's... That's awesome. Um, at least you're self-aware of it. Yeah, that's my crutch. Yeah, you're a little cratchit boy. If I'm, if I'm self-aware, then I don't have to change. Because I'm just so in touch with what's wrong. Well, that's, no, the next step of being no, self-aware is to change. Everyone's like, clearly the next step is to change, and then I get to coast. Unless you unless you suddenly become unaware of yourself repeating your same self-awareness, which is stagnation and unself-aware. But what if I'm aware and choosing to not change? That's not That's just being a dick. Yes. Yes. There you go. There you go. So, uh, in this episode, we'll be working through chapters 23 and 24, our two-chapter episodes two chapter this episodes, week. Because, right. for some reason, in the middle of her book, in the middle of her 700-page book, J.K. Rowling decided that... She wants to warp space and time. She would have five chapters that were 30 pages each. So, here we are, <laughs> trying to get through two uh, for was, an episode. It was even sloggier than last time, I think. It was really sloggy, because at least the last one had the dragon fight. Right. Last episode had the big action. dragon action. Yeah, this, this one this is just is like... BBC. It was like Downton Abbey. Oh, yeah, I like Downton Abbey, though. Yeah, I've never seen it. But I'm, I'm saying it's it's all like... Sure. The, it's all living in a castle and chatting. <laughs> like that's <laughs> that's much, what this, this these two true. chapters are. Highbrow parties. Yeah. Intrigue. Not even intrigue. Uh, what's the other thing that's not intrigue? Like drama. What do you call that? Drama? <laughs> Drama sounds too high. Interpersonal strife? Maybe. Conflict? Sort of. I'm hitting pretty much the main buzzwords when here. When teenage girls have drama, what's that when you don't want to get it confused with proper drama? Uh, it's real, and your feelings matter, and you can come to me with anything you need to say. It's, it's creepy. That's creepy because it's, I know you're looking at me, but it sounds like you're talking to the audience who... Maybe they're out there they're feeling gonna like... Coming, they're going to be a little <clears throat> too young to come to you with problems. I don't want... I don't, I don't want... No. Maybe they're out there feeling like they're alone. Yeah. That no one would understand them. Mm -hmm. That if only they had someone to talk to who could listen, then maybe it wouldn't be so difficult. And I just want them to know that I'm here. I don't like this cult leader vibe you're giving me. I'm here to listen. I don't like it. Don't... Bring anything you want to me. I don't like I'll... It. No, this is a judgment-free zone. I'm judging everything. And we can keep this between us if that's necessary. This is a judgmentful Enos. Because that's the opposite of a zone? That's the, it's the reverse of a zone. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, that's what teenage girl problems are. <laughs> They're serious. <laughs> I don't know. What are you talking about? Like, what do you mean? <laughs> what were you trying to find? What word were you going for? I don't know. I was hoping you would help me, but instead I, I did. Got, I got a lecture. <laughs> instead, I got a lecture. It's fine. I, See, I, I'm sure you, I'm a better person now. You hearing it as a lecture yeah. lets me know you're not ready to come to me. That's me practicing to be a, the dad of a teenager. <laughs> That's what all I was doing. I guess I should have been said pretending instead of practicing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good technique. A quick slurp. Go so quick that I don't even know. Yeah. All right. But back to death readers. Right. As opposed to Rob waxing judgmental about teenage girl problems. Um, what? That's what you did. You're like, yeah, you know that thing where it's like teenage girls have problems, you know, dismissive, unimportant issues that they like to gab about to each other. 
Gossip. Is that what I'm talking about? I think that's what I'm talking about. I don't know what I was talking about. That's what you were saying. Yeah. Okay. And that's why I was saying. Why can you have just given me that? Because I was playing the inverse. I was yes ending to bring out a little bit more here. Maybe if you wink <laughs> and step on my foot. I can't wear a big neon, like, ring girl sign that says, I'm yes, and. Well, I mean, and whose fault is that? It's yours. <laughs> my fault that you can't wear something? It's my fault that you couldn't see it because it's invisible. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, these uh, so these are the chapters we're getting through. Uh, this is the podcast, like I, I haven't gotten there yet, but this is the podcast where we read through the Harry Potter series. This is my first time reading through it. I have seen the films, but I have not yet read all the books. Rob, on the other hand, has read the books many times so and is a many. huge fan. And he kind of likes it when things stay the same and don't <laughs> change. So he, he likes to reread the same books. He likes to wear them down until they become a part of him and no longer their own independent art form. They're just, you know, imbued into his uh, epidermis and his bone marrow. And it's a part of who he is as his identity. Nothing, nothing. I mean, this is all stuff that I have in one way or another said before. But again, when I say it aloud, hearing it from <laughs> someone else makes it sound horrible. It's just becomes very self-conscious. Oh, but not willing to change, as we established. Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on a couch. <laughs> you say a lot, doctor. You see, you see, yeah. It's true. It is not untrue. So, with, uh, with, obs with Rob's observations Rob's paused, observation. with Rob's observations paused, we can move into uh, turning that high-powered perception on to Harry Potter and J.K. Rowling. Nicely done. I'm uh, so proud. So, we'll start with Chapter 23. The Yule Ball. That's right. We are finally, I mean, give We're or take. We're finally halfway through the book. 400 pages into this book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 400 pages. We're over halfway through at the end of this Technically chapter. 400. Well, at the end of this episode. Is it? The so, end of this episode. We're over halfway through this book. That's true. You just said it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm at page 405. Me too. What do you have? Go ahead. Hermione's teeth. Yep, me too. What do you want to say about it? I just wanted to bring it up. Crap, I remember now. <laughs> no, I, I... I, You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink without doing a spit take. I can't remember who said just noticed. What do you mean? Somebody said your teeth, I just noticed. Ron. That felt more important to me at the time. What do you have? Um, I, I have I have that Hermione fixing her teeth with magic, essentially, is exactly what's wrong with magic in, in this book. And, and magic as a, uh, a plane to set your narrative in. In that, all narratives require conflict mm -hmm. to become interesting. Sure. And magic takes away the bounds of our physical world and decides that on, on a whim, an author can just decide those things don't matter and they're going to change. Uh, things like little things like fixing your teeth totally inconsequential but it speaks to my issue with the way she writes these this world and the conflict in it that we've talked about before which is why can't you magic away problems and why why wouldn't the wizarding world be interested in sharing that with muggles well they're two different issues no they're not like well you can't magic away what exactly you're talking about then because as is pointed things. out in a later book the other side the bad guys can do magic too yes so that's why that kind of balances itself out and you have strife. 
you have strife between like essentially two warring factions, right, but you yeah. don't. You could man could overcome nature almost instantly. Where is there a situation in the book where that doesn't happen? The wizards never let the Muggles do that. They oh, they okay. they keep magic from the Muggles True. and then use all the gifts of magic for themselves. And there's no sort of explanation or, or not a good one for why. The only why is because well, if, if the Muggles knew about magic, then the bad wizards would know that the Muggles are there. But they know they're there anyway, and they hate them. I, I mean, it's it's really annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, sounding like you you're wanting a Russian revolution of Muggles over wizards. No, I'm not. That's what I'm saying. I, what I want is I want wizards to open up the the world the, their their uh, magical capacity to solve problems like needing food. Sure. Like having way too much food. Like how much food is wasted at Hogwarts at every feast? And it doesn't, they don't talk about like, I mean, I know that they have like, oh, we have the elf slaves who make the food, but how, do they, do they start with raw ingredients or do they manifest food? It seems like they equally have the option of manifesting food and having uh, it magically appear in great quantities because slaves are making it. Literally at the end of this this episode, the last chapter that we read has uh, Dumbledore manifesting magic cakes for uh, Hagrid and the kids to eat. Right. I mean, I, I find it hard to believe that Dumbledore walks around and like every day knowing he has like a reserve p- cake plate in the Hogwarts kitchen that he can, you know, apparate in any given moment. Well, you can magically double food or expand it or, or multiply it. But can you just well. manifest it? You can't. Then well, at least you can't, according to. See, this this comes up later. Well, okay, that's fine. But, I guess no, no, like... it's fine because because it does. They say you can't, you can't right. create food out of nothing, and yet we know Flitwick can create wine. Yeah, at the end of a wand, or or Oliver Ender could. Right. So, which is it? Wine's not why, food. Why are you because not, why it's are, liquid grapes? As why are Hogwarts students not taking a year off after school and going on pilgrimages to help starving people by multiplying the little food that they have? I mean, shit like that. Because they don't actually care, right? And, and like, and, and or, or because they don't actually care. It goes for the wizards in the Wizarding World and J.K. Rowling. <laughs> it just, uh, it's a gossamer world, and it, it is just very very like and you could argue that it is a gossamer world for a children's book but that does if you're taking it on that uh face value it's harder to identify with i and maybe that's the thing is i'm not actually treating it like it's a it's a children's book world i'm treating it like it's an expanded universe right expanded from our universe no no it's like its own it's its own universe of expanded stories like it's like its own Game of Thrones universe, like its okay. own Westeros, it's its own fictional universe, and and I have a, breathing. I have a high standard for those. Okay, so for for like how they like, especially for stuff that's as successful as Harry Potter, mm-hmm. I feel like they should be held to high standards for uh, cohesiveness, sure. for cohesive world building, and this feels so terrible. Uh, that's not the right word. It, it just seems so uh, shoddy at sometimes, at some points. Like you really see the edges in in this world as opposed to other things right and uh it feels more like a dressed set it does it's just plywood it feels like it feels like ed wood right it feels like you just walk in you're like oh i guess this is it like i guess this is the set okay okay like the days of our lives like expanded universe sure like we're like yep there's there's definitely not a fourth wall here Mm -hmm. can't turn the camera can you (laughs) no you can't you're stuck on a plane 
And I don't mean an airplane. I mean, yeah, like, I, I 180 degrees. Yeah. So, so, yeah, but then again, it, but that's, again, the point is, like, it also seems to, magic in this world seems to flip-flop between being something you can willy-nilly solve a, a problem with, like having fucked up teeth. Right. Which would literally put Hermione's family out of business is really what I was getting at. Like, that... I even thought about that. Whatever they did in the magic would in the magic world would essentially put non-magical dentistry out of business in the real world in the in the muggle world. Why wouldn't they just do that? She didn't just straighten her teeth. She she or she didn't just she shrunk them. shrunk her teeth, but she straightened them as well. Yes, because they used to be crooked as well. Right, which I didn't know. Oh, this is funny. Um, okay, four hundred five. Expanding on what you were saying, she mentioned she had her parents wanted her to continue on with braces. Continue on doesn't mean I'm already wearing them. Okay, so I was going to ask: Is that like a you you get braces off? Yeah, you get your braces off, but I think she in, in between. No, 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 no. Like she's, a retainer. What I'm saying is she isn't. She's not wearing braces. Yeah. What I think she was saying is that her parents were telling her, "I think you should start with. I think you should get braces." So continue okay. on with braces means move on towards getting braces. Okay. Because otherwise, her mouth would be a mess of twisted metal and blood and bone when her teeth grew. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, so, no, she doesn't have any sort of device in her mouth. I don't think that JK was insisting that we've missed that she has braces okay. this entire time. I, I wouldn't be surprised there are, like I've said, sure. things later where, like, clearly I'm just expecting you to make, I've made you make so many leaps right. that now I'm telling you to make leaps. Right. No, I think this is her saying that she's recognized that her teeth were crooked mm -hmm. and that her parents were encouraging her to get braces because they're dentists. Got it. And she is glad she doesn't have to do that anymore because she magicked them. And, what, and that's what I'm saying. Like Because you can do that, and the wizards have that technology, if you will. They have access sure. to this capacity to wipe out crooked teethness <laughs> in the world, yet they choose to hoard it and not share it with the world. That seems inherently awful. It does. It seems selfish and cruel and unnecessary. They're the haves. Exactly. They're, they're extremely... Uh, bourgeois in, in the sense of being able to just like again almost at a whim solve lots of problems that the world struggles with in or even world. set up a modestly priced market for it exactly like, like I mean like don't go to the doctor for half the price I will fix your I know they, they I don't magic them out I know they don't comprehend muggle money which again makes no sense to me because they use things like fucking railroads if you come together I'm sure you would come up with a currency that works exactly yeah like like the EU like you know you just have a euro no but they're too intent on wexit yeah exactly well wexclusion I mean it sounds better but it doesn't fine wexclusion yeah you're right wexclusion <laughs> uh, yeah they it just it just upsets me I just don't like seeing it it, it comes up a lot it comes up every once in a while mm -hmm. in, in different ways where you're just suddenly we're, we're seeing again that there's a, a big great gift that would solve a lot of the world's problems a lot of the mogo world's problems but instead the wizards are just like oh that old thing who gives a shit there's not Fix a believable reason to not right for example we talked about the it's not canon at this point but the idea of you know calorie-free food right seems to be just functionally a thing um but no interest in expanding that to muggles well i mean if i'm gonna make a leap maybe the calorie-free food is a byproduct of magically replicating it and so maybe you couldn't feed all the people because the food would lose its nutrition what if you didn't need nutrition what if you just wanted the taste that would be perfect 
Starving people need nutrition. No, but fat people don't. Yeah, but they're evil for being fat in the first place. That's true. They are they are, they are the real villains of the Harry Potter book. Anyway, that's really all I have for that note. It just is frustrating. Uh, then I have 407. Go for it. There's a line here where she says, uh, she makes a note about the chess game that Harry and Ron are playing in the Gryffindor common room that Hermione's watching. Right. And what she says is, quote, a couple of reckless pawns and a very violent bishop. In, when she encapsulates, encapsulates or summarizes the events of the game, that's how she describes it. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if that is foreshadowing. If that is a deliberate idea of referencing both Harry and Cedric and Voldemort. Oh, I thought you meant, like, Dumbledore's army and Dumbledore. No, I'm, well, I mean, a, a couple as in two. Oh, okay, okay, you're right. Pawns. Yep. Reckless. And a very violent bishop is how like she it. describes it. I don't think I ever... No, that would totally make sense. Because he does look like a vicar or Well, he has that big figure. black cape that flows mm -hmm. down. And if you look at the bishop, you know, figure, whatever yeah. that piece is called, it's very much... Tall and gaunt and... Yeah. Enrobed um, in black. Mm-hmm. So I just, it just, I'm I sure, wondered I, if that I would was... not be surprised at all, actually. That sounds very likely. Um, Were they at odds? I can't, because I don't, I, I barely remember it. What do you mean if they were Were the two odds? pawns against the very... She didn't violent. explain that. Okay. She just said that uh, the match had a, something like, the match had a couple of reckless pawns and a very violent bishop, something like that. Violence not a word you should use in chess, which is why it really struck me. Chess isn't violent. It's strategic. It's, it's... It is if it's wizard's chess. Yes, but this, this may have been... But they didn't say they're playing a game of wizards chess, which I guess in wizard world you wouldn't have to say yeah. that. But it's like Morocco mole when in Morocco he's just mole. <laughs> I know that. I know that from a something. Morocco, oh, oh wait wait wait! Don't. I almost have it. I almost have it. It's not Rocky and Bullwinkle, is it? It might be related. I feel like it was more Hanna Barbera though. It is. It's something. He's like, the sidekick, and I don't remember to whom. It's not. It's not Rocky and Bullwinkle, is it? No. Did I already say that? He did. Fuck, I mean, it's the only thing I can think of. Is it, is it the Top Cat? I don't what is it? Right, what is right, it? Right. Why is it? Is breaking your, that, 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 brain, that brain, that joke was not mine. That was an old Cartoon Network joke. Well, it would have to be, wouldn't it? No one else talks about cartoons. Secret Squirrel. Secret Squirrel. He's secret, secret Squirrel's, he's Secret Squirrel's sidekick. Shut up. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were going to talk about Mowage for a second. No, that's... Now you're Peter cooking with fire. Cause Peter He's cooking with gas. But in the Princess Bride time, they would have cooked only with fire. That's not going to save you here. Yep. You're just mostly dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I make that face more, I'm sure people can hear it, right? <laughs> just. Uh, nope. Nope. They have no idea what that, what that was. <laughs> um, I am not on a couch. That's what you said earlier the last time you got mad at me. <laughs> oh, right. Jesus. I think you're in like second gear or something. <laughs> I'm trying to shift up. <laughs> I never learned manual. Like the Friends song. It hasn't, it feels like you're stuck in second gear. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Jesus, Rob. <laughs> you didn't clap. I, it's not the part of the song you hear me clap. There's, that's not the part. <sighs> I don't even like that knows show. my name. That's the wrong song. No. 
How many drinks have you had, Norm? Just had some water. Uh, okay, I have 417, my next. 409. Go for it. I'm putty in your hand. All right. 409. I'm going to take you on a little trip here. Be, I am your room of requirement. Okay. Let me bring to you what you need. All right. Tell me what you need. Okay. Okay. If Dobby irons his fingers, mm -hmm. it stands to reason he does laundry. Mm, just, just shut up. So he should know that socks come in pairs. So that's the part of the book I find unbelievable. You, what? You don't iron socks? He does the laundry. We can extrapolate. Do English people keep their socks not folded up? Do they keep them loose? You don't fold socks together for the laundry. When you're done. I mean, when I'm done with my socks in the laundry, when they're clean, yeah. I roll them up. Do English people do that? Probably. Well, but if they, what I'm saying is that would that would be something I could believe if they don't do that as a culture. If they just have them loose sure. in, a, in a drawer. No, they're not going to want to dig through socks. They're fashionable people. They want to pull their socks out. And they're going to beat Dobby when he doesn't do it. I mean, I have no reason to think they would or wouldn't do that. I'm just trying to understand I this stupid book. I have every reason to think that they would and or wouldn't do that. I think it's most likely that he's he could be doing ironing on other things, like tablecloths. Oh, and so you meant other things besides his fingers. He could also not do the socks when he does laundry. Do you think they have that many house elves? Do you want Dobby doing your laundry? What if Dobby's just using the iron to punish himself because it's a hot thing and he doesn't actually do the laundry? No. I mean, it's good. It's good, but... I mean... Well, what... Why would you have a house elf, then, if you could just magic every chore... Why do you have a house elf? Because slavery is so just, much fucking fun. It's just status. It's such a fucking thrill ride to talk about remember. have slaves in your kids' book. That's why. That we've talked about before. So you don't think I found the linchpin that no. brings this whole book down? No. It's not socks. I found plenty more linchpins. <laughs> okay. This was a grenade pin that blew up in your face. <laughs> Sorry. That wasn't, that's not accurate either. Just trying to go with pins, man. 410. I have 417 still. We got two months until Mince Pie season. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, honestly, I thought I'm about that. about that because <sighs> we're going to make about it we're going to make mince pies. We are right. And send them to all our listeners. Mm -mm, no, 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 not that. No, we'll send good wishes while we eat the mince pies. Every bite. What if they come in and see us? Patreon subscriber. What if they come and see us do a live podcast? Could we give them mince pies then? It's a lot of mince pies. Well, what if we only have three? <laughs> first come, first serve. Supplies are limited. There. I like that better. <laughs> I'm down with that. Dean's comment. I still can't work out how you two get the best looking girls in the year. Yeah, it's weird. Well, it's not necessarily weird. It's just, I can't remember if Dean ends up with Padma Patel later, but it's almost like, oh, no, that's a spoiler. Never mind. Don't spoil <laughs> things. I will talk about that comment, Dean's comment, in a different way. Okay. I thought it was weird because... He's kind of right. Like, it's odd that these guys are having such trouble getting dates, but then all of a sudden they get, they both start going with the twins who are both available for this date or this dance. And at least he thinks they're the both the best looking girls in the year. I don't, I don't think it's that weird. I think it's uh, more of a reflection on how, at least guys, I'm sure it's similar for women. I don't know. Uh, women? You don't know women? I believe that. That's fair. <laughs> you get a point. <laughs> How guys, when they're really interested in somebody, don't necessarily think they're worthy? Yeah, that's true. 
or, or really when they're really attractive and they're 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 stymied by that. But the other girls, Heron Run didn't really care about, so they're just like whatever you. And they're like sure, and it's that easy. A lot more often than people think. Interesting. It is, and so Dean was probably too scared to ask Padma. That's why he didn't ask her, and he was suffering the same thing Harry was with Cho. Listen, wrong with Hermione. I'm out here trying to give advice to young girls about their problems. You're here telling young boys, come to me with your problems. I'll help you solve it. It's not that hard, guys. You got a young lady you're interested in. You know what? Just go talk to her. Take the first step. Put yourself out there. Smile more. We're going to lead a new generation to a bright and shining future. Death Reader's Army. Ooh. The draw. Better than the Kiss Army. Yeah, way better than the Kiss Army. Kiss Army's weird. Anyway, moving on from that. Not, I'm not, a, not a fan of Kiss. I, mean, I like Gene Simmons when he plays a villain. I like the idea of being like superheroes that are also rock stars. I like that a lot. Yes. But like, I never they're, got into they're such creepy old dudes, though. Like, all through Even their entire career, they're yeah, creepy no, old guys. They were creepy old guys. That's why I like him when he plays like, like a villain in. Like, you ever seen that movie Runaway with Tom Selleck? About killer robots in the future? Nope, haven't seen it. Oh, he's in that. Okay. Good movie. He's in films. He has in films. Um, but as a, as a schizo. I also want to point out about that note of Dean Thomas's note that it is kind of, it's a creepy thing to say about a twin. Because when you say that one twin, by saying that the, the, the uh, what do you say, the prettiest girls in the year? Yeah. Was that the right yeah. line? Best looking. Best, Best looking. looking girls in the year. He means it literally because they look the fucking same because they're twins. Right. That's weird. Right. It's weird to be able to he say does, that about people. He's got he's he's clearly got some sort of point system. <laughs> yes, but what I mean is more like if you actually said that to, like if you were dating a twin, yeah. it would be really weird. You could just swap out. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm <laughs> no, saying no, is because they look exactly like. That's not just... what I'm saying. <laughs> it's not the Nolson twin situation. I'm talking Whoa. Because of the show where they were the acting as the same character and they were swapping out for full house. Oh, okay. What I the hell, with, dude? With the dating. No. Look, I just, I know... You're going on a different direction that I don't want to go on. I'm trying I, to go a different place. Direction. I, it's there a, were, you're there wasting your so time. so many people, so many guys, who are like, can't wait till the Olsen twins are 18. And it was the creepiest thing. It is creepy, and that's not what I was going for. Well, I, that, that's where my I was trying went. to clean up your gross you joke about swapping them house. out. I wasn't... That was your line, I and was I was trying to clean that up. Dean was saying. No, I'm you were saying... That. That's you were advocating. Saying. You were advocating a monster. for swapping out a woman. <laughs> That's, you're a monster. What? That's what Shut you up. were saying. Remember how we said this thing earlier about how once a month you have a conversation with your wife where she just says, "Oh, I was cutting that out, so it doesn't matter." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what I'm getting at with the twin thing is that if you're if you're actually dating a twin and you want to compliment her on how attractive she looks how does that twin not get super self-conscious about your potential attractiveness to her sister because they look the same she absolutely would and should that's so weird to me i can't that that must be tragic for some twins i wonder how many twins uh have had that problem like and and it's seriously caused issues i mean i'm sure there's like you'd have to also be a, a set of twins who don't trust each other very much right. or, or like have right have strife between you but it just occurs to me that that's like gotta suck. It's gotta be really unfortunate and then yeah. like potentially disastrous for relationships. It's only it can only be worse too if one twin has a cuter nose. Well, I don't know what that means. Because uh, she's the better twin. Are you talking about the Olsen twins again? 
because they're not actually identical twins. I don't. They're fraternal twins. Really? Yeah. Oh. They, they're yeah. They look different if you look at them as adults. Wait, do you know that they're fraternal twins? Yes. It's a different kind of twin. There's like three types of twins. Right. And the third one is so rare. <laughs> What's the third one? Uh, the third one is. Oh, is it the two dads? Two separate dads. Yeah. Yeah. So they're definitely not that. <laughs> Gross, Rob. How dare you imply that about the Olsen family? There's only two types of twins. There's fraternal and identical. And so, obviously, there's a third, but we're not talking about that one because it's so improbable. Wow. But you're the other two. Like you're arguing with yourself. I just have to. Watch. I'm arguing with your eye, eye motions on your face. <laughs> I'm arguing not... with your face. I am not facing. You're, I'm going to deface you. Whoa. I don't know. I'm uh, decombust you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> totally a word. Sure. It means unexploded. Right. Or well, to it, unexplode. Wouldn't it be to reform after an explosion? Yeah, unexplode. Okay. You, you win that one. <laughs> Anyway, I did anyway, not, it's not I, important. I, I, it's so I, not I important. See, I see the battle to win the war. Cool. So, so yes, the Olsen Enjoy twins, your victory while it lasts. Olsen twins don't look exactly alike. Christ. I have, you, you have no idea. <laughs> I don't. It's like, it's like climbing a rope ladder that's free swinging. It's <laughs> a different metaphor every week. I can't keep them straight. Um, so if you're a person like Harry or like Dean, apparently, who are interested in the twins, even like Harry's not really interested mm -hmm. in either one of them, but like there is this weird, uh, I mean, I've, I've definitely seen lots and lots, I mean, not lots and lots, but twin fiction where the idea is like, yeah, uh, there's, there's an evil twin and the thing that the evil twin does is sleeps with the good twin's spouse because that's an evil thing to do, and then they get them in a vulnerable position because they should expect them to be the other, their actual partner, and right. then they kill them or something like that, and it's, it's boring. Right. Uh, but so obviously I've had exposure to that concept before. But thinking about it in a real world setting, we're thinking about just like like let's just say you're in high school, you're in middle school, whatever, however old these kids are, and you are dealing with that, you know, high hormonal stressful time period and then you add on like this sort of self-doubt about like someone's actual genuine interest in you versus like would they be just as equally as interested in my twin or is there anything special about me like i wonder how much self-doubt like that goes into twin life and it's certainly there's nowhere i could read about it or like like learn about it in any way i'll just have to wonder in silence forever 413 yeah i'm still at 417 a pretty girl Harry didn't know. What does that mean? Oh, Hermione. No. Yeah. What about it? Ah, I just I enjoyed it because uh, there's no other there's no other clues or hints if you haven't read it before or seen the movie. Yeah, it's unfortunate for me because I have I have I, I, it's a big it's a big reveal in the movie. It is a bit of a reveal. Well, except that in the movie there's well, all those yeah. shots of Crumb like walking by and like looking at her. There's lots of look in the movie the visual uh, language of how he. He leers after her quite a bit in a way mm -hmm. that isn't like just, it's not like he's like, you know. Happens to be in the room. Or like he has like a, I always imagine him having a really low like brow. Mm -hmm. And he just sort of like looks, you know, like with his jaw out like this and he just sort of glares at people. <laughs> and it's not written like that. He doesn't, he's not really like that in the movie. No. He has, he has a much more uh, ex expressive face than that. He's definitely throwing eyes at Hermione in a couple of scenes before they go to the dance together. Right. Good for her. I guess that's the thing that I, I took out of that whole sequence was really good for her. I'm so, I'm so happy for her. 
I I'm I'm very happy for her until Ron. Yes, but but yes. But we're not there yet. But I'm not happy for Ron. Ron sucks. Yeah. But I'm, the other thing I'm happy for is I'm happy for all the the all the people that have read this story and felt good about Hermione and felt good about themselves through her. Mm-hmm. And that's the magic of this book. In these books, is these scenes like this, these little nuggets of real pure slice of life empowering things mm-hmm. like taking the character that for this point four books three and a half books has been bullied for how she looks and like where she comes from and then she just literally literally jaw-droppingly a... gorgeous and the other girls are the ones stopped in their tracks she becomes the belle of the ball not even a girl who has magical attractiveness powers is more sought after than her mm-hmm. and uh again beauty isn't everything blah 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 all that stuff but it's nice to have a character step into her own and totally deserve it. And it, again, the thing is like, I, I'm so happy to know that there's people out there who have had that same experience. And the thing about reading this is I feel good for those real people who have done this. And I feel good knowing that there's like this character out there that has this moment that's very well written, very popular. So there's a lot of opportunity. I, I get why like there's a lot of people who, uh, identify with these books and gravitate towards them because of this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while in the book, maybe once or twice each book, <laughs> there are these, there's these just slices sure. of exceptionalism. Like, yes, exactly, exactly. Um, and that is, uh, I, I could see it, but it's just like, it's like gold panning. Sure. You know, where you're just like, so much dirt. There's <laughs> a pound of dirt for a little and maybe that that could be a key to this whole thing because when you're a lot younger you're not necessarily reading books that way you just it's something to read right and you're gravitating to the to these magic moments right and maybe you know especially when you're younger you might you have maybe you have more time to just waste yeah on 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 the chaff of these books but yeah things like that keep me keep me interested in, in it where I'm, I, I read those bits and I'm like oh it's so good oh that's awesome that was so so satisfying. 417, but I'm going to let you do it. I think we have the same one, but but you've been excited for 417. So go well, for it. this is a chamber of pots. Uh, Dumbledore has a full bladder. And he finds the, what I'm assuming is the room of requirement. It's a room of requirement shout out. It totally and it, is. And it, it pops up. Well, it's it's foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. It's not a shout out. It's foreshadowing. It hasn't happened yet. We haven't, they have not needed it yet. Sure. So it's, it's, well, it's Dumbledore giving a shout out. It's not a shout out. It's a it's shout out because it's in his past. Yes, but he doesn't call it the room of requirement. He says there was a room that showed up, when I, and it, maybe he just says maybe it's a room that only appears to people when they have full bladders. But it is referenced later that Dumbledore specifically said it out loud so Harry could hear him. That's not the same thing. Sure, it is. I win. So, uh, well, just like I mean, it just again questions like, well, why didn't it just have a toilet in it? Why didn't it just have anything why did it have to have chamber pots it doesn't bother me too much but it just it, it's like <laughs> they do use chamber pots don't they don't, especially I don't, I don't know man especially if they have this whole that's kind of where my question vanishing your dookie pow- magic do, do they have that or is it something you made up <laughs> i tell you she oh my God. said that uh, it's like why couldn't he you know summon a bottle and fill it up i feel like this is a much more you thing than it is a me thing the whole obsession with the chamber pots controversy what i have a question about is can the room of requirement 
much like magic in general, can it just manifest the things the person needs, or do those things have to be on the grounds of Hogwarts already? So No, I see what you're saying. So, like, are all those chamber pots at Hogwarts somewhere, and they just go into the room whenever somebody needs to pee in it? I feel like the proper room of requirement is that labyrinth with just mounds of junk. A lot of that junk's going to be chamber pots. That was the room of requirement? That was... that. Are you talking about... Uh, visually, I'm thinking of the archives in the Gringotts. No, 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 no. Is that the sequence where they're going to get the... The, uh, the cup. Was it a cup? Yeah. No, yeah. it's not that one. It's when they're going okay. to get the diadem. Yes. That's in, that's the room of requirement. That's the room of requirement? Where, where Draco hides the thing and where Harry kisses that one girl... While they're no, hiding no, no. the book, was... that's all the same room. No, no, I'm talking about the room where uh, the in the Order of the Phoenix has their big fights where they're shooting. Same room. That's a, that's the room of requirements. Yes. Why is it that? Because <laughs> it can do it. It can manifest anything. I'm saying it's got this lot that's of dumb. negative space where it holds its shit and it can give you a big open space to practice when it wants to. We can't get into the room of dumb requirement fucking yet. Fucking thing. Ugh. Uh, we can't get in the room of requirement yet because we don't need it yet. We haven't walked by it three times. <sighs> With a full bladder. It's dumb. It is dumb. Dumb. How would you write a room of a requirement that wasn't dumb? I don't. I wouldn't just have it full of everything in the world. But not in the same plane of existence as you. How does that happen? Magic. That's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't, if you're gonna, here's why it's dumb. Okay. If you're going to go to the point, per, point and through the trouble of saying, no, 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 it's not magic food. Elves make the food. Yeah. Then you kind of force the idea of like, oh, this isn't manifestation magic. This is, uh, they're just moving an object from one place to another. Right. If the room of requirements the same thing, how? <laughs> like with the, with the elf food, it literally is like below, below the great hall. Mm -hmm. And it just goes up. I, I physically understand how that can work, and magic magic is an acceptable reason for, oh, it levitates, or it, like... Well, it's like that all this stuff is moved into the nether realm. Yes, but the point is you have you would have to get it. For, like, there would have to be someone who goes out and gets all that shit and puts it in the nether realm so it can be ready in the room of requirement. That's fucking stupid. Maybe... There's no, no. way enough people went out and got enough of all objects... In a thousand years. Yes, that seems very silly. It seems like it would take, there's so many, there's so many little things that you would have to, like if I really, example, if I needed a very specific uh, Tamagotchi, you're telling me there's a guy who went and got that Tamagotchi and put it in a requirement, just in case. No. Just in case somebody needed it. No. Even if it didn't matter because it didn't work. Damn because it. electricity doesn't Damn work. It. What if you just needed a dead Tamagotchi that couldn't work? What if you needed it, Rob? Damn you and you're knowing where I'm going. I don't like that. Brain of requirements. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's my point like it's just it's it's a bridge too far for me and it it seems like it's just very silly and not in like a fun way so if that's the if that's the justification which we haven't gotten to yet that's dumb and I'm just gonna say it before we get there cause I'm cause he she put it in the fucking book already anyway well that's the other thing I was gonna say what if you the, the note I actually have is what if you needed a surgeon like what if you don't need an object what if you need a person <laughs> Like, what if you, if you walk by the room requirement and you have a gunshot wound or you have an arrow, a crossbow sure. wound, and you really need a, a surgical team, are they going to be in the room? I would think the room of requirement would pull Madame Pomfrey from wherever she is. It can do that? Yeah. 
can it it can it can just pull a person out or, of the real world, not the nether realm or, or whatever you were saying. Open up a portal to the hospital wing. That it can do. It can? I know it can open up a portal. I don't know if it can go to the hospital wing, but I would assume since it can open up a portal to other places. But she she is she capable of, of doing surgery? Oh yeah. Really? She that's why they only have Madame Pomfrey in a place where you can get every so kind stupid. of injury. She can regrow bones. Of course she can be like Oh, you're your, arrow your and... arteries are bleeding out. Boop a doo boop bop. <laughs> yeah. Solved. I imagine, okay, if I was going to cast a movie with, with that Madame Pomfrey, mm-hmm. the drunk on her power, so bored with the blase life of fixing people's mortal, mortal injuries, she would just be smoking all the time. Hugh Laurie. Yeah, she'd, yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, but she'd be like, a, she'd still be a, a lady. But yeah, she'd just be sitting there just like, smoking and like just tired of everything because magic ruins the excitement of life (laughs) and so she just chain smokes and then like every 50 years she checks to see if she has polyps in her lungs but it doesn't matter because she could bibbity bobbity boop them away and just (laughs) disappear them so she just smokes all fucking day she like I, I would bet that at a certain point she becomes kind of like a dark version of Evil Knievel where she just starts trying to hurt herself to feel anything anymore. Where she's just like, life is, like, I don't have to worry about injuries. There's no risk in life anymore. Nothing fucking matters. Oh, I'm going to, like, you know, uh, I'm going to take a cyanide tablet and before it, like, takes effect, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge myself. I'm going to race to see which who's faster, me or the cyanide. Right. And then, like, put a timer on, the like, an egg timer out and just be like, okay, I've chewed the tablet. <laughs> and then does the magic and poofs it all back out or some shit. And just does that shit all the time. Just heroin overdosing in the middle of, the, of, the, of Hogwarts. Just, like, waiting and waiting until she's, like, she knows, she's like, this is way too much. I'm deliberately putting way too much in here. And then just has her wand at the ready just to pop her arm, like to empty it all out again and be like, woo, what a thrill. But it's a rush. It's just, it's a rush for a brief moment of time. She can never really get fully satisfied because life is meaningless. There's no more risk. There's no more challenge. There's no more reason to live. I love this. I love this Madame Pomfrey. (laughs) I would watch a multi-season HBO show about this Madame Pomfrey. It's just just pump long and long shots of her staring into a mirror for like just just not physically moving but just staring at her own reflection and then weeping but but like silently weeping just like with that with that strong jawed like steel jaw like like she's just like fucking so hates living anymore because life is so fucking pointless and she's just like just slow single tears and her cheeks kind of shiver and shake as she like has to like overcome the recognition that you know the only thing that matters in her life is the struggle and that that in itself is depressing enough to kill herself but she can't she can only tempt herself with death because she can't fucking die cuz like she she she's too good and it's she's too like uh, accomplished as a physician to to let herself die (sighs) something like that (laughs) that was that was that was good bravo 419 418 good the most embarrassing moment in the book okay series i think hermione's name oh yeah that's weird 
It's embarrassing. Why is it embarrassing? Because if you look it up, and you don't need to because I've, I've written it down as a good note taker, she pronounces that he keeps trying – what's his name? Crumb? Crumb keeps trying to call her Hermione, which is what Americans kept trying to call her when they read that. But he's not reading her name. He's hearing it. So that is a direct – Oh, that's true. Hey, Americans, this is how you say it. And it's it, it's awkwardly put in there, but like she doesn't even care, and it just feels like, oh. I'm sorry. I mean, it's a fake name, though, right? No, like, there's no. people who are named. Because when I brought this up to my mom when she when, when you know the book had come out, and we were reading it. She's like, "You thought it was Hermione?" Oh, so it was. It wasn't just American readers. It was Rob. You know what? <laughs> I'm sure it's a lot of. It got back to her. I never wrote her or said anything to her or anything like that. I'm just saying, my. My mother pointed out the actress in Mary Poppins was named Hermione. Which actress? The one who played... Julie Andrews? <laughs> the actress who played Julie Andrews was named Hermione. Oh, no. Nice. Um, the maid. Ellen? Alice. Not, no. Different maid. Not the cook. I think it was the maid. Her name was Hermione, like Hermione Badley or Bradley or something like that. Anyways, it's a name. It's a real name. Okay. Cool. And uh, no... It's not cool. I can't. Why is read, it not cool? It's I just see that without cringing because I'm just you, like you can't see that without shame. Yeah. The, yeah. What did you say? On right. behalf of all Americans. people who made the mistake of seeing the movie for, or see, reading the book before seeing the movie. Yeah, I get it. See, I was never in that position because I saw the movies first and heard it, much like Crumb, who wouldn't have had this problem if he could hear it from people. Right. If you heard it, unless she's just slanderizing people who have English as a second language. No. Because even then, you have to get Hermione. The thing from... is, that's how I read it. When I read it, I was like, she's just making fun of him for having an accent. This no, is see, stup- he's still going to understand syllables. He, he come close like my knee or something. I understand. What I'm saying is I didn't have the, the, the connection to people miss saying her name from reading it. Right. I thought he was just, like, she was making fun of him not being able to say it because I logically assumed that he, she, she's literally telling him how to say it. And he's like, oh, I don't get it. And she's like, no, it's... Bulgarian to me. Yeah, and of course not, because I don't know their accent, because apparently they say things like Hermione. Um, but that's my point. Is like, when someone who doesn't know this history of, like, Americans not being able to phonetically pronounce her name through the reading, it just looks like she's writing it poorly because she's making fun of someone who has an accent, which is low-brow. I also, I also called the contestant Cedric. I don't have, and I was don't corrected really, in the bookstore I worked like, in. I do not She's like, you mean Cedric? I don't feel like you should feel as upset about this as you I'm do. Sorry. I didn't know. I'm sorry. I just, okay. I just want to be forgiven. <laughs> you, man. All right. 421. <laughs> I have 419. What is your 419? Uh, the Weird Sisters. Did I, did I miss the part where we introduced those characters? Because yeah. they just seem to show up and it's like, everyone's psyched about this oh, band. Oh, they, they mentioned it earlier. Did they? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, uh, there was a rumor that Dumbledore booked the Wizarding Rock group, the Weird Sisters. Oh, I skimmed past that as if it was unimportant because it seems like it is. Like anyway. It came back to bite you in the ass. Who's feeling shame now? No, I'm not. Because it's, they're, they're, they, it's like 50, 60 pages and they happen like once. So they're clearly not important. Um, they're little Bertha Jorkins. 422. Uh, 421. Go for it. My note is entirely just Ron, what a little piss. <laughs> yeah, sure. 
I just, I'm really not happy with his. I I'm I love it actually. Oh, character wise is great. Yeah, but I don't want it to exist. Why? Because Hermione doesn't deserve that. It's not about that. It's about just showing that again that that out uh that example of like a slice of life real thing that happens. Sure, sure. As writing, it's great, but as a character, as a character that you think should be more than a character. <laughs> so I said. I'm just saying he, he he should try a little harder and be better than that. That's all I'm saying. Well, maybe he has the capacity to uh, be self-aware but doesn't have the interest in changing. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> maybe he's just decided that it's better for him to be a little piss. <laughs> care for this at all i i really like this character moment for him because again it is it is that slice of life it is that totally relatable thing where you're like oh man i was that guy i've been that guy and that man it's nice to see a guy written like this so i can see it in writing and be like i don't want to be that guy i don't want to be the, that ron in this moment um which i think is a is a, it, it's not like it's not like a uh, quantum ron where every part of him is who he always is you know he has the, the most recent version of him is the most developed and mature, and that's if you're going to relate to a character, you probably want to relate to that part of them, the, gotcha. the, the end of their arc, as opposed to the middle. Um, and if you relate too much to the middle, follow them through the end and see how they get there to be a person you you think is a good person and who you want to be. Um, <laughs> I don't like that at all. 428. I have 422. Please. I just, again, more just the, the awkwardness of the ball. I love it. Um, it's it's unbelievably realistic in almost every way, uh, in the awkwardness of being a, a, trying to socialize as a young person. Uh, I, I really love how much the twins hate, clearly hate being at the ball with Harry and Ron. I love that. They don't deserve those girls. No. Does Pavardi stay at the table with Ron? No, they both walk they away. They both walk away. They both okay, walk I could, away. I couldn't remember. I know. No, there's there's a got... line where she says something like, um, what are their names? Padma and Pavarti. Padma, like, Pavarti comes, whichever the last one there was, comes over, and the first one that left, she comes, she reunites with the first one that left, and the Ravenclaw boy she walks over to, and then it's written something like he just essentially manifests another boy. I do remember that now. Okay. Something like that yeah. to, to be with her. So they both end up with, like, Ravenclaw boys or something. I like that idea of him just, yeah, yep. apparate a boy. Yep. Yeah. That's all I really had. Just, I just, I wanted to make note. We talked about it extensively already, but I just wanted to make note of how great those mm -hmm. moments are. My last note in this chapter is page four thirty. Okay, mine's four twenty eight. Go for it. Hagrid. Yeah. Suggests Madame Maxine could have gotten giantism from her father. Oh. That. Gross. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he says it, but he says it was your mother, your father, and you're like. It's we know which one it has to be. I hope. I hope. No, sorry. Just the way you said it was you just. <laughs> I hope. No, 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 no. Not even that. You went into, like, a Scottish. Did I? Yeah, you. I hope. It's like I don't know. Something about the way you did that sounded oh. very like. Don't. I didn't. Eh. <laughs> I hope it's not I. <laughs> I. I was not intentional. No, just sometimes. Um, I don't know. You, definitely not intentional. You definitely didn't really do it is what I heard. Okay. Anyway, but it's like we talked about this way early on in Death Readers at some point where I mentioned the question about this. Right. And the answer is it should work like dogs. 
where if you're going to breed a dog, you want the uh, you want there to be something wrong with the bitch. No, um, that's sorry. That was trying to, <laughs> no. I know what it was. Trying to call back. No. Um, <laughs> no, no. Uh, if you want, you want the the dam to be uh, the larger of right. the two, so that the uh, the stud can it should be the smaller dog if you're going to interbreed dogs of different sizes, so that the dam can uh, tolerate the litter. And I agree with you, but it just gives me these. Let me put it questions this way. about Hagrid's if parents. If a giant has, if a giant male giant had sex with a female human, he would kill her. You no, know, I know, I know. I so know, I know. Him asking that is maybe him just being flustered. I'm gonna, I'm gonna chalk it up to him being flustered yeah. and not thinking through the physics of how that's stupid. And he's the game warden. Yeah, no, he's, he's the, the game care of magical creatures. Yeah, he's he, he's into animal hu- he husbandry. Should, he should know all about that clearly I'm, because I'm, I believe he created the Scrooge. So he knows how That's to make things. That becomes part of what we just learn in this in yeah. these chapters. So, so yeah, he should know. Maybe, well, maybe he doesn't know. So about, flustered's like, a good answer. Yeah, I think he's just intoxicated by her beauty, and he's stupid talking. I still like a can't. Dumb boy. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm trying not to fixate on it though. On the fi- on the actual like uh, uh, on, sex or what? On, on the on the physics of Hagrid's parents' giant sex. Oh, what's wrong with that? Sounds romantic. I really like their relationship. I like the reading about his dad and him, his dad. Oh, being, his like, dad and him. Sure. No, not him. Dad and his him having sex. His dad and his mom having what, sex. What? Why would you say that? But when we, that no. was disgusting. You said the relationship. We only, the only relationship we know of is him and his dad. No, I'm talking about the relationship between like Hagrid's dad and Hagrid's mom. But Hagrid's mom is a giant, an awful giant, and a wonderful woman. What? <laughs> okay. I don't know why is she. You, a, haven't, why you, is haven't, she... you haven't met the giants yet. No, I did see a part in in the this chapter where Rita says something about her. He implies that. Hagrid's mom is a Voldemort supporter. Giant is Freed Wolfa. Yes, who she implies is a Voldemort. Well, I mean, I think a lot of the giants were on Voldemort's side. Oh, were they? Yeah, I didn't know that. Why? Because Voldemort listened to them. Oh, that's interesting. I guess I don't know anything about the giants, but I always, I just imagined the the, the lines in later when Hagrid's talking about his father and talking about his father's love were very t- another one of those touching slice of life real things where I felt like. His dad tell, giving him advice on how to handle people criticizing his size was interesting in the idea of... I, I took it as him, his dad saying, if anybody criticizes you because you're, because of your size, implying, you know, could probably come into the conclusion that your mother's a, a giant, uh, well, that's stupid of them because how dare they judge our love. That's how I thought it was going to be, but you're sounding like... You make it sound like there was some sort of giant rape. No, no. Well, what no. happened then? How could I don't know. So she's I'm, evil, but I don't. I didn't say she was horrible. I didn't say she was evil. Well, either way, like she's apparently some sort of criminal. She's a she's on the lamb, and by the sound of it, that'd be a pretty big lamb. That's well timed. <laughs> um, doesn't matter. I'm. Uh... Are you trying to stifle a spoiler? No. Well, sure. Okay, Maybe. we can move on past it, I guess. But. I mean, if, if Freed Wolf was into, like, a cadre of regular human guys, that might make sense. Like a harem? A himrum. Well, it's not called a hermrum. It's called a harem. Okay, then it, um... Maybe it's a... They- a zoosum. Maybe it's a they-them. It's a zoosum. A them-them? Zoosum. That implies it's animals, Rob. That's gross. What? No. Zeus. A zoo? Zeus? Oh, Zeus, not yeah, zoo. Like Hera? Zeus's wife? Harem? Zeusum. Done. Nah. 
I'm just fixating. You think, on you think it. she's just after a bunch of Greek chaps at the docks? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I think it's uh, BFG rules. Show them your three-headed dog. What? <laughs> what? No. Greek guys taste like euros. Ew. He's the one that got away. Gross. Yeah, yeah, it's gross. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it's gross. All right, I'm done. Good. <laughs> uh, page 430. Uh, the quote here uh, is... Wait, are we still in this chapter? Yeah. Okay. The quote is, Harry and Ron spent the rest of the ball discussing giants in their corner. And I, I read that and, was, and shook my head and I was like, this is uncomfortably close <laughs> to describing <laughs> me at every school dance I ever went to in a very literal way <laughs> discussing giants in the corner. You know what? I'm almost right there with you, except I usually didn't have anyone to talk to. You're just in the corner talking to yourself. About giants. About giants. Yeah. You know, so they're very evil, you see. <laughs> they would they would have sided with the Dark Lord. Yes, they would. Because he you see, because he listened to them. No 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 other wizards they didn't listen. No, they didn't. <laughs> not when they should have. They paid for it. Yep. Oh, they did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that, that transparent. Is that before or after? It must have been. That was before you went home and put on your mother's clothes <laughs> <laughs> and murdered a woman in the shower, right? Right. I'm just making sure I have the timeline correct. <laughs> Mother doesn't like those type of girls. <laughs> I think how this started with me saying like a disparaging thing about me, and then you said a slightly more disparaging thing about yourself, and then I pounced on it like a bully and <laughs> yeah, no, just beat like, the shit out like of the wolf sensing <laughs> weakness. <laughs> <laughs> that one is lame. Get him. Doesn't really speak well to me. No, no, it doesn't. But see, by saying all that, I've gone back to self-deprecating myself and redemption. Uh, I am redeemed. I think you're just acknowledging your faults and not moving on. No Azkaban for me. <laughs> I get to be an acer. Is that what they're called? Auror? Auror. Auror. I'm done with the chapter. Are you done with the Something chapter? Something good one. Yep. All right, that brings us to chapter 24. Read a Skeeter's Scoop. That's correct. My first note is 438. 436. Go for it. Okay. Professor Grubblyplank. Yeah. <laughs> I like her. I like her, too. I just got upset when she first showed up because I, I have this, I have this. Uh, uh, you know how we're on, like, Hag Watch and things like that? I'm on New Professor Watch. Okay. Where it's just, like, I hate it when a new professor that we haven't heard of by book four shows up. Because it's like, where's this staff? Where's the staff that doesn't come to the fucking dinners and the and the things like that that just occasionally shows up? I feel like she's probably just someone who lives She's in. a sub. I get that. Yeah, but, like, she's an extremely capable sub. That's true. Who just comes in with a unicorn. Yeah. Makes it sound like she actually is there somewhere else. Well, I was going to ask, do you think, that's my question, do you think J.K. Rowling is implying that she's a virgin? Who's a virgin? Grubbly uh, Plank. Why? Unicorns are famously only caught by virgins. Okay. Part of their lore, and they're like, "How did you even get?" Are you saying one? Voldemort's a virgin? I wouldn't be surprised if Quirrell was. Uh, why? He seems so dashing. No, oh. he was a little weenie Handsome. until he got uh, until he got Voldemort. He was still a little weenie, but he had a little bit more sass when he was trying to get the stone. But are, are they famously only attracted to virgin girls? Because a lot of the time in literature, virgin really is specifically talking about women. Is a... oh yeah, totally, totally. But I mean, it's just a. I'm just wondering if that's because she made such a point of saying, how did you even get it? 
Is she saying that? I'm not saying I, I care. Who's saying that? J.K. Rowling. She's not a character. Who who actually said the line? It must have been Hermione. No, I feel like it was. It's not Hannah Abbott. She's a Hufflepuff. Pavardi. Not, not who's the other one besides Pavardi, in 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 divination. She's always with Pavardi. Uh, chatting. the the one that likes Ron. Lavender. I yeah. feel like it might have been it, Lavender. Was it Lavender? Could have been. Should we look? You want to look? Yes. I know you like it when we look at things up. If you're reading along, open your page to 438. Six. 436. Still in the 300s. There's so many goddamn pages. There's, it's like a phone book. If you beat somebody with this, there won't be bruises. Oh, it's so beautiful, whispered Lavender Brown. Hey. How did she get it? They're supposed to be really hard to catch. Yeah. Do you think Lavender Brown knows that only virgins can catch them? And that's why she's like... Well, She's being a little catty? If it's a trade between sex and unicorns, I'm taking the ride of my life. <laughs> what? What? Don't, 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 don't pretend like you've got dissociative disorder and you don't know what just happened. What just happened? You are a monster. How? I'm feeling very attacked right now. Good. Because I'm attacking. Attacking me because of my condition. I want you to understand that you're being attacked. I would hate for you to think you weren't. Rar. Uh. Um. Expelliarmus. Damn it. Ha <laughs> ha! I remembered a spell. 438. I wasn't necessarily done with okay, talking about lavender being promiscuous. <laughs> what? That's what? What? <laughs> well, because the only really thing I see, remember her from the movie, is where she's like really lustily after Ron. She's got a thing for Ron. It doesn't make her promiscuous. And fuck, you know what? Fuck the term promiscuous. That's a bullshit term. Okay. Well, so what word would you so prefer? Provide a substitute that accurately describes the situation more than promiscuous. Comfortable being lavender. How about lecherous? No. Why? Oh. Because that's what I'm talking about. I'm oh, talking that, I feel like those are two totally different things. Like I'm lecherous and is fine. I'm lusty. <laughs> I'm specifically talking about a characteristic of someone who's after sex. Lecherous... You can take whatever predatory, whatever, and that seems like what you're going for. I'm lusty not, doesn't have to be predatory. I'm not even really going for predatory. I'm going for she's uh, lusty. She's just got. I'm. I'm, I'm talking about horn having go getitness. Like a unicorn. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about someone who has the rolling up her sleeves you know, and doing digging, the elbow. Yeah, goes. getting her hands dirty. Yeah, I'm talking about someone mm. sees a goal, sees what they want, and takes it. An empowering story. I mean, I don't know. Is there a better word for all of these things? I'll give you that promiscuous, to me, as a word, always seems like someone's doing it slyly. Like they're hiding it. Okay. Which I don't think she is. No. But. Upfront. Sure. But is there a word for that? Is there a word for up being. Upfront. Upfront. Like being upfront with your empowered stance of being after sex. I, th I think you might have to use a phrase. You but can't boil it down. English is pretty word. expansive. There's probably a word for it. <laughs> well, then maybe promiscuous works. No, it does not. It doesn't? No. See, that's my point. Is I think it does work. It doesn't work. I, Why? I, because it's it's used as a pejorative. Was I using like, it like, pejoratively? Like, like, it doesn't matter. The words associated. With no, it does matter. Intent matters entirely. Intent kind of matters. Mm. It matters but when, when you, you know, know that the word is associated. No, that's my point, Rob. Is you're implying something on your end from what I've said. You're telling me how I delivered something and something I shouldn't do it that way. That's coming from you, not coming from me. I. That's I, that's I only agree to a point. There are certain fair words. Fair enough, but this, this specific instance. That, mm, I feel like this specific instance is related to the other instances. Which ones? I think you know what I'm talking about. I don't. 
but that's okay, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't know what you're talking about. But uh, I, would, I would love a better word for it, if there is one. If you were to use the word Whoa. <laughs> it's, it's getting cut out. Don't worry about it. Yeah, okay. Um, as friendly as possible. I feel like there's entirely different words. One's literally a slang, uh, like, one's a slanderous slur. Right. Promiscuous is just tight. a fucking word. I feel like it's a slanderous slur. I think you're wrong. I think you're you're just totally off there. I don't think so. That's like saying, don't sell someone that they've been, that they're drowned. Say that they're waterlogged. It's nicer. What? <laughs> it's just less efficient. It's less Promiscuous accurate. Promiscuous is a judgment. I don't, that's not how I take it. That's not I, how I look at I, it. I feel like if that's, that's... If that's the case, then I misunderstand this word and I can okay. accept that. I think that's what I'm trying to say. It's always used in... Fair enough. If that's how this word works, is that it actually is used as a... A word only specifically to tear down. I use it as a word to describe uh, free sexual activity, or or like like an openness with mm -hmm. with that. And I don't have another word for that. So, and English is a thing. Where, I mean, as far as I understand, you're supposed to go with the few, fewest amount of words as possible to describe a thing. So, sure. that's where I was going with. Horny. Maybe that works. It just I always I don't like that word only because it just seems lame. Oh, <laughs> like it just that's seems fair. It just seems lame to say that someone's horny. It's horny. But it goes to me, with the unicorn. It does, and you did use it that way, and that's fair. But for me, I always think of horny as like a a, a cheap '90s buzzword to get people that we'd say as a shock jock. I feel like horny to me sounds, and this is all me. Sure, horny to me sounds like a word Howard Stern would overuse to get ratings. I mean, I know it from the '70s. Sure. And Coal Miner's Daughter, which was taking place in like the 50s. Sure. Although she did say it on the radio, so you win. <laughs> Back to me accepting your understanding of promiscuous. Okay. If that's, if that's what it is, if it's like calling someone a slut. That's what I thought it was. Like a, see, like a fancy used in court to tear down your witness. Like, she's promiscuous. Don't listen to her. See, I think about like, this isn't, this isn't me doing this to prove a point. I'm just oh, I'm entirely just curious because I'm assuming most of this is tight cut. Um... I'm just going to look up the word promiscuity sure. as opposed to promiscuous. Um, okay, this isn't entirely what I thought it was, but uh, according to this, it says, okay, this is, I guess, the, this is the trouble. Is I Okay, the number, first definition is having or involving many sexual partners, mm -hmm. which is not what I was trying to imply. I was going more with the third definition, which is to mean a casual, essentially, uh, sexual partnership. This one actually just says casual, irregular promiscuous eating habits oh interesting so again like like i never even heard it applied to anything else that's well yeah but like that's more how i was trying yeah, to no, use I, it i totally understand that um just like she's and if i were the kind of person who went through the dictionary i read only every third entry and that's why i'm taking the yeah i'm definitely taking the the brunt of the 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 you know responsibility for that because that isn't the right the first right, definition and it also promiscuous does usually imply I've been with people. That's not as what I was trying to imply. Someone who is, I know you don't like the word, right. horny, right. who wants the people, right. but hasn't got there yet necessarily. Right. Because that need hasn't been met. Right. Yeah, I was definitely trying to describe her more, at least in the movie, as being like, I mean, again, like like horny, but like maybe she's she definitely. I feel like there should be a better word. There's a predatoriness to her too, though, at least in the movies. Like she's like, she gets these eyes where she looks like she's targeted. She's crazy eyes. She's targeted on Ron yeah. specifically and gets very possessive of him. Um, and I, I can fully acknowledge that promiscuous is the incorrect word. I, again, like, I, 
my first definition was actually the third definition in the dictionary. So that's why I took like offense to the idea that I should not be using that word. Because to me it meant just casual sex. Right. I can Which fully acknowledge. I'm totally fine with. Right, but that's apparently not the right way word saying, to use. I support I could... casual sex. Yeah. Sure. Um, How you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm glad we did that entire journey. I did. I am too. 4:43 is my next note. You had something before I have that. 4:38. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I took I took a little bit of umbrage with Rita Skeeter's letter, um, but her in a letter, her, her, her article, article. Okay. Her article. The article where she mentions there were many better qualified candidates for Hagrid's job mm-hmm. uh, of the uh, magical creature studies, mm-hmm. but like, what? Who? Like, but that's I, the I, thing with Rita Skeeter, though. I know, but like, that's what bothers. Here's what bothers me about this: she goes through all this trouble of, of not including sources, not discussing who the other options are, right? None of that stuff, right? But then we literally know that there's a better option that we're introduced to, like arguably this teacher, this other person that comes in and already has a unicorn. Oh, but she doesn't want to do it. She doesn't. No. Oh, I didn't get that impression. Well, I mean, at all. I feel like she just wants to sub. Hmm. I, th- you know, I feel like that might be, and, and maybe, maybe. Typical J.K. Rowling fashion, someone's like, why isn't this a thing? And so it's written in the next book, but I believe oh. she's interviewed by Umbridge okay. in book five about that. And she's just like, nope, I like it. I like keeping it loose. Well, I also, you know, again, I take a little bit of, I'll t- I take a little bit of Dolores with um, the idea of this essentially being the only journalist character in the book. And it's a horrible person. Mm. It's a terrible, like, villain character. And, like, there's really no other professions in these books that get like sort of slandered like that so if you have and that bothers me because it makes me think that this is some kid's first exposure to journalists well certainly you know what do they call it yellow journalism yeah but this is that's not clear like that's clear to us but i don't feel like that's clear to an eight-year-old okay so let's say you want to write about that and you want to have a character like this that embodies everything you hate about you bring in another one you have to bring in another one for balance or, or at least have someone acknowledge okay okay that, that's, that's not a thing i'd ever considered only thing that happens here is this is this sort of like acknowledgement of everybody knows she's sleazy everybody knows she's a shitty like muckraker kind mm-hmm. of thing sure so everyone hates her but she's literally the only journalist the only example of journalism yes in this yeah and yeah. it's in journalism is a pretty important profession it's sure. a pretty important function in our society it's kind of lame for the first introduction of that to a bunch of a, a generation of kids is negative essentially fake news is, is exactly fake news is exactly <laughs> fake news so ugh. that's a good point i don't think it would probably re- be written quite the same in this day and age i think it would be a little but, more balanced but yeah sure no, i see totally see what you're saying but that's sort of the the like that's sort of the uh problem i have with her promiscuous writing i mean casual well done. See what it, yeah. So yeah, I think you should have someone like Dumbledore be like, "Well, she's really not learning anything from her, uh, the editor of the paper, right. this guy, or right. somebody else, or there's an alternative paper." And I'm not saying there hat. I guess I'm not saying like, I don't know. I'm saying I want this stuff. Right. I would like to have these things in there to to have this. Like you have clearly you have an author character who's a piece of shit in the earlier uh, books, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter because authors aren't important. <laughs> Like, authors can be anybody. Like, literally, that's what I was going to talk to you about when the warm-up. I was going to talk to you about snuff. Okay. Um, but you can have someone, like, you could have an author, like, uh, you can have an author like Chuck Palahniuk who just writes mostly, like, really filthy, like, gross, disgusting shit. Mm-hmm. 
and then you could have J.K. Rowling, and the world is better for both of them, I guess, but there are thousands of other authors who do nothing and are unaccomplished and are essentially worthless. Journal, you could make the same argument about, quote, journalists. Sure. But, like, there's a lot of, like, there, there's a nobility, I think, to real and good, solid journalism, mm -hmm. whereas it's much more like, the, the percentage of trashy authors, I feel like, is much higher. I don't know. That, it's, yeah, it I mean, it's meaningless. There's, it's, I mean, I guess the thing is, like, I just don't consider, like, what a lot of people consider to be journalists, actual journalists. Like, I do not consider what the people at, like, TMZ do as journalists. No, they're don't, presenters. They're, they're yeah, they're exploitative. Right, the British like, word for, we're just shouting shit at you. Right. Um, the, or, you know, sim similar things like that. Like most vloggers and bloggers are total garbage. They're not real journalists in the sense that they have no credentials. They have no, no. stakes in making sure that their reputation is on the line for doing the right thing and following a, a set of rules or even went to school to learn those things. Sure. Stuff like that. Most podcasters just whistling by the graveyard, screaming into the void. Pissing in the wind. Full of bullshit. Yeah. Like, I've got an opinion. This is what I think about stuff. How about, this is how I stay promiscuous. Stuff like that is totally fucking worthless and doesn't mean anything for the world and doesn't make it better. No, it doesn't. It arguably makes the world worse. I mean, I don't know if I'd say it makes the world worse, but I will say it, oh, the only thing it's good for is maybe a potential salve on the people who listen to it, you know, for their, you know, as a break tip from their tedium. A salve full of like sandpaper, yeah, yeah, but south nonetheless. Bitterness and broken glass. Yeah. Four forty-three. Go for it. The Elephant Man <laughs> is a cultural touchstone in both the Wizarding world and the Muggle world. Discuss. Four forty-nine. <laughs> Your mouth voices missing your friend. I know, I know. The Elephant Man. Yeah. So he clearly knows about John Merrick. Right. Second point. John Hurt, Elephant Man, Ollivander. What? What, what? What, what? I don't know. I mean, okay. <laughs> no, nothing? I don't know. I don't know. Like, why, I mean, why would you sound like you're a mate because he was a real person. But he's a filthy muggle. He's also a freak muggle, the kind of person that Malfoy would like be attracted to stories of as like a boogeyman that they're allowed to hate. Okay, so, but if it's something so popular in the wizarding world. Well, popular or well-known or maybe oh, so, Sorry, so something so popular in the world, the wizarding world knows of it. Okay, fair enough. It's clearly made into a movie. Was John Hurt in that movie in the wizarding world? Can, Is there a John Hurt wizard, and an Ollivander who look wizards, exactly like each other? Can the wizards watch movies? Yeah, totally, totally. That's not my point. Is there a How? John Hurt and an Ollivander? need electricity. I don't know. I don't know about John Hurt and Ollivander. Or do you think it's like Last Action Hero rules, where you go into the movie, the movie in the movie has got a different actor. I don't think the Wizards way can Sylvester watch Stallone was in Terminator Two inside the Sylvester Last Action Stallone? Hero movie. Are you not listening to me? I feel like you're not listening to me. I'm making, I'm being very clear. Okay, in Last Action Hero, little boy goes into the Jack Slater film. They go to like a blockbuster. In the blockbuster, in the movie. There's a Terminator 2 standee, but who's the Terminator in the Terminator 2 standee? Is it Arnold Schwarzenegger? No, because that'd be weird, because Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jack Slater, would be looking at Arnold Schwarzenegger the Terminator and be like, I don't understand. But instead, it's Sylvester Stallone. So, are you saying those rules apply? That maybe in the Wizarding World, the man who played the Elephant Man was not John Hurt? Yes. <laughs> That's all you had to say. 
clearly. Yeah. <laughs> just be clear. Just be clear. That's all I'm asking. It's probably Derek Jacoby, right? Of the guy who course. was never in Sorcerer's Stone as, wait for it, fucking Ollivander. Yeah, it might have been O.J. Simpson. That, hmm? Who also was in the running to play the Terminator. Doug, you've earned another point. The other problem with that, though, is that he ended up wanting the role so bad he let his life imitate art. You're losing the point. Because he murdered those there people. Goes, there goes. Because he terminated those people in real life. And the point's Because he, he killed them. Yeah. He killed them. <laughs> You're losing the points now. With I'm a knife. Jesus. <laughs> um, 446. I don't, I don't know if we were done with that. Um, I thought I had something I wanted to say about that last thing you were saying. Oh, now you have something to say about it. Well, you were just, you, just, you were like a fucking freight train. <laughs> we'll move on. What's your 446? Uh, Ludo Bagman's being super shifty. Yeah, he is. I don't know what that's about, but it's interesting. Also, uh, Crouch is missing. Mm. We get a, in 50 pages, we get a half a page of intrigue. <laughs> Same page. 446. Same. Yeah. Bertha Jorkins. Oh, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Fucking. Oh, yeah. Be a seamless edit. Okay. No one's going to hear it. Okay. Uh, And then 454 is my very last note. I have 449. Okay. Um, Hermione says, quote, House elves never stick up for themselves uh, when talking about the difference between goblins and elves. Mm-hmm. And it just occurs to me that that feels a lot like victim blaming. Like the whole book, she talks about how victimized elves are and how they need to stand up for their rights. And then when it comes time to talk about, oh, look at their, like I mentioned in the last episode, I think, you know, there's other creatures who did kind of do that. And instead of being like, oh man, you're exactly, we can learn from them. Instead, she's like, house elves are lazy and. They don't stick up for themselves. They're so weak. You're not wrong. It just feels weird. You, it, it feels weird. You're not wrong. Although I would actually argue the same argument you gave me about Ron at the Yule Ball. This is a very 14-year-old attitude. I haven't seen enough of the world. I don't. I see things still in a lot of black and white. Mm, it, that would work if she if it wasn't so incongruent with her other statements in the rest of the book. I want to free them. They don't even want to free themselves. Oh, you think that's what's happening? Yeah. That's not how I read it. Okay. That, I, I can accept that, but I feel like it. Well, I didn't read it like that. Okay. Um, you thought it was more from J.K. Rowling's yeah. point of view? From the way she gives the, the same kind of fucking line she gives to every other character. Yeah, I did feel like it was like that. All right. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. But I, I, I would. it's nicer to think of it as Hermione going through a journey and having a, a doubting moment as opposed to just being a horrible person who thinks slaves deserve it. Mm. 454. Okay, I'm, I'm done with I'm done with page numbers. I just have other I just have general notes after okay, that. I can't believe you don't have anything for 454 because I thought we were gonna from like book one. I'm like, oh, we're gonna talk about this, but then we never did. Go for it. Arrested for practicing inappropriate charms on, on a, a goat. goat. I thought about talking about it, but I figured that I would let it go. Why would you let it go? Because it made me feel bad. <laughs> for shame. You, you pushed me. I did. <laughs> um, that's clearly my fault. I was asking for it. That's that sounds like victim blaming. I'm the victim. Yeah, and you're blaming yourself. That's, that's really a concise summation of me. 
Fuck. Um, the, uh, I mean, is he, is he talking about fucking a goat? Like, is that what he's talking I about? Because a goat is not a sheep. No. So that means he's in one There's, specific. Well, they're horny. Yeah, but he means also he's in one specific hole. There's a, it's not like, it's pretty gross if you're trying to imply that. No, goats are different species. You can have lady goats. What do you call a boy sheep? A ram? Ram. That's true. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, that's, which, which, there's nothing wrong with that. Having sex with a lady goat? Having sex with a male goat. <laughs> I see what you're doing there. I see what you're doing. And speaking as a Capricorn, I stand by my statement. I guess if we're going to discuss a character in the Harry Potter universe involved in some sort of like real world bestiality as opposed to some sort of crypto bestiality callback to the last episode <laughs> title then uh we have to get into my favorite discussion oh, which no. is about 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 bestiality <laughs> your favorite's about bestiality which is that well if we're going to talk about a male character having uh sexual congress with, which is the word I I couldn't remember last episode when oh, I said that's a good word. It, Congress was the word I was you're, looking for. I, I said I concourse. Offered, I right, said, you said concourse. I thought I offered Congress. Even if you did, I, I wasn't listening. I barreled right over it. Yeah. Okay. Congress is sure. the word I was looking for. Yeah. Uh, if we're talking about a character having a sexual congress with an animal, mm-hmm. especially a male character, mm-hmm. then we have in, in a male. If we are discussing a male animal, right. Then we have to discuss who's on. Wrong we have to talk about who's on top. I think you broke me. That's what he said. I, it was a whole visual element that I hadn't had, and now I do. Thanks. You're welcome. Hmm. Um. Can we backpedal out of this now? No. 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 We've got our Mr. Hands all over it. Maybe that is indeed what the inappropriate charms are for. To aid to protection. <laughs> to aid in facilitation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the part that bothered me about it more than imagining a, a wizard fucking a goat was the part where Hagrid, or not Hagrid, uh, Dumbledore says something like, well, he just tells kids this. First off, so that's why I, I've got to imagine it's not about the guy fucking the goat. Right. But, like, it's weird wording, but at the same time, like, he's telling children about this, and he's sort of, like, dismissing it, like, oh, it doesn't matter. I don't even think that cousin of mine could read or brother, whatever. It's brother. brother. My brother could read. And it's like... Well, I feel like it must have been something else, but, like, I unfortunately am jaded to the point where I can't imagine anything else. <laughs> like, if if she was trying to say something innocent and child book worthy... It would have been written differently. It should have this, been written much like differently. like a wink to the adults. Yeah, but a gross wink. Oh, totally. Like a real gross wink. As I've said many times on this podcast, it's just in the text, people. Maybe maybe it's he just wanted to try to teach the goat how to talk. That's well, like, then he's like, very stupid because that's not how you teach things to talk. Like Hagrid's practicing inappropriate charms on manticores and whatever else makes up a blast in its group. I, oh, were they actually like hybrids or? Yeah, oh, no, they I were, thought, I thought, they I said thought they she were said hybrid. they were kind of like. I thought oh, she was thought like describing said, them as they're she sort said they of were like a cross between the two different things. Whatever. I get, well, no, that's fair because to me, again, a cross doesn't necessarily mean a literal hybrid. It could just mean like a comparison between. Sure. So, um,. I don't have a good example of, of, of something to compare that to to make it make sense, but that's how I... When I hear the like cross, I think that. Mm-hmm. So you're saying the implication is that Hagrid was making... The inappropriate charms are some sort of like breeding charms? Like like, like for, Just for an example. 
I'm just saying you can do other things to an animal besides. You can do also lots of other charms. We've there's a whole teacher about charms. Right. So he might just be trying to make the goat talk. Is that a charm you could do? Yeah. Is it? Sure. I thought you were. I thought you were making a joke about how he was like gonna, like when he had sex with the goat, he was gonna make the goat moan, and like that's like Uh, talking. That's not what you were going for. I I I think bleeding would work. Bleeding. Bleeding. (laughs) You son of a bitch. What's your wrap up now? (laughs) (laughs) That is disgusting. Oh my god. There's got to be a charm to avoid that. No yes hands. (laughs) Menopause leviosa. It washes away the filth of my shame when you join in. (laughs) We wallow in the filth together. I just have a note here that Rita Skeeter sucks. Yeah. Because she comes back to suck some more by fucking up Hagrid. Yep. Um, And you like Hagrid. I love Hagrid. Anyone against Hagrid is an enemy of yours. Fuck Rita Skeeter. She's the worst. Terrible. But again, like that's what it makes me mad about journalists because right. it's just not right. Um, and then the Hagrid scene was very touching. I, mean, I, I felt a little bit talking about having your, how you feel like you're too close to certain characters. The moment where Hagrid is crying and Dumbledore is like, "Hagrid, I get letters every day about right. people who are like upset if you would be if you left, and from parents of students who were remember you from when they were students, and." they would be very upset with me if you left. And then Hagrid says, well, it's not every parent. And then I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> She's talking to me. Okay, I get it. I get it. Thanks, universe. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> I guess talking about a wizard fucking a goat isn't for everyone, and I have to be okay with that. But then again, she talked about it. That's true. <laughs> and she's a multi-billionaire. So? So I guess that's the, it. that's the path to success. Yep. Yeah, that's really all I have, yeah, I guess, for this. I think, oh, yeah, we should probably do another two chapters next episode. I think so. Just because they're very long. Mm-hmm. Um, Arduous? Yep, a little bit. And sorry to everyone who uh, missed that episode that one week. I know we're back. This is our second week back. But I just want to hope that everybody's back in the groove of listening because... Uh, you know, we feel bad about not being able to make it, and we, we feel bad. Even even the weeks where we do things like record the movie commentaries, we still feel bad yep. about missing totally. a regular episode. So we're going to try to get as uh, far ahead of ourselves as we can soon and try to not to miss too many more weeks. Uh, thanks for listening Thank to our much. silly old podcast about crypto and real-world bestiality. <laughs> I mean, it's two episodes in a row. That's true. It's it's becoming a theme. It is a theme. It's. <laughs> but then again, as I'll say, as I've said many times, it's just in the text, people. It's in the text. She talks about it. You can't get mad at us because the the stupid rich Brit did it first. <laughs> I'm skinny. I should also say skinny. Right. And probably very nice. Oh, lovely. Probably a wonderful, lovely woman. Yeah. Generous. Kind. Compassionate. But totally. You said gentle already, right? I don't think I said gentle. Oh, I'll say gentle. I like gentle. Considerate. Mm-hmm. I, I, I consider her probably very considerate. Philanthropic. Gives to podcasts. Ooh. So, Does she? I don't know. I don't, that's what we're, we're speaking thinking. into being, right? I don't know. Is that what we're doing? Are we manifesting our reality by speaking it aloud? It's the secret. You know what that is? It's called magic. <laughs> it's listening. <laughs> All right. 
That was Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob. Thanks for listening. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Podbean. These reviews might seem silly, but they actually help us out a lot. Check us out on Twitter, at Real Death Reader. If you want more Death Readers content, there's more available by joining Death Readers Patreon at www.patreon.com slash deathreaders. If you hate us and want to tell us how terrible we are, please send all hate mail comments to our Reddit account, you slash deathreaders. What are you digging for? Because I took really, really tiny notes that make no sense. I feel like, like look, at, look at the notes I take. This is like... This is like a paragraph of note so I can have a very clear idea of what I want to say and how I want to say it. There's no cryptography oh, right, here. Okay. Dean's comment. That's all I wrote. Or Dean's, Dean's comment. Dean's comment. Fuck. <laughs> right? That's not the same thing. Sure it is. I win. That's Anyways, you. what were you going to okay, say about fine. that? Um, no, I don't want to win. Too bad. Nope. Too bad. Nope. Listen, man. You're at the top of the podium. It's not up to you. You win. Oh. Put um, coming down. Then the whole world will lower itself to keep you up. Then I'll start digging. <laughs> um...